Welcome to Your Cyber Path, the podcast that helps you get your dream cybersecurity job by sharing the secrets of experienced hiring managers and top cybersecurity professionals with you. Now, on to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Kip Boyle, and uh, welcome to Your Cyber Path. And I'm here with Jason Dion. Hey, Jason. Hey, Kip. Great to see you again. It's good to see you, too. And uh, I've this is going to be a great episode. Before we start diving into episode 75, which is going to be about the value of university degrees in uh, the cybersecurity uh, career, uh, I'm just going to acknowledge that uh, you and I are going to meet up again for the first time in uh, six months thereabouts. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll, uh, we'll meet up in Orlando. So yeah. Yeah, I know you're uh, bringing the kids out for Disney World. So I'm going to sneak in and, and visit you for a little bit while you're, while you're uh, having fun at Disney. And yeah. we'll, we'll do some dinner between you and me and my operations team and, and your family. And we'll all get to know each other and, and, and break some bread. And it, it's, it's always fun to get together in person because we do a lot of this stuff online virtually all the time. We talk, you know, two, three times a week at least. Uh, but it's always nice to be able to sit down, you know, face to face with somebody. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and I like the fact that even though I'm not going all the way to Puerto Rico this time, I'm just going to go all the way to Orlando. <laughs> uh, but, you know, up here in, in, in my, uh, my neck of the woods, it's kind of weird. The rest of the uh, country has been kind of baking in this massive heat wave, but we're having January. It is <laughs> colder and wetter in June this year than it's been in a long, long time. And so I'm not going to complain because I don't want to swelter in the 100 degree heat that everybody else is suffering in. But I just want to acknowledge that I don't mind going to Orlando for a couple of weeks right now. Well, as I said, I think you picked the worst time to come to Orlando because you know uh, you're going to be here for the end of June, early July, and and I can tell you this week it's already. I'm in Orlando right now, and it's been over 100 most of the days this week. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's just it's been crazy, and uh, yeah, it's it's you know I I know most people love going to go visit Mickey Mouse uh, during you know June, July, and August because that's the summertime. But I will tell you my favorite time. I, I grew up as a Floridian. Uh, you know, I, mm -hmm. I grew up in South Florida. And I used to go to Orlando all the time to go visit Disney, and um, you know, the best time I find is always, you know, the two weeks after Thanksgiving before it gets into the Christmas rush. So the first two weeks of December is really good. Nobody's in the parks and the weather's great. And then if you go in around February, you know, kids are in school, so there's not a lot of yeah. people there. Crowds are low. You jump around most of the rides and the weather is great. So, uh, and, but, and you know, I, unfortunately, I, you're a slave to the calendar for school. I know. <laughs> that is right. I was about to say, everyone who's listening, Jason is exactly correct. Do that. That's what you should do. <laughs> Don't do what Kip's about to do. But it is because my wife is a public school teacher, and um, and so we are a slave to the academic calendar. And so, you know, we just have to make the best of it. But in any event, uh, hey, let's talk about the value of university degrees in cybersecurity, because this is a topic that comes up all the time. And whether we prompt the conversation or whether somebody comes to us and asks the question, um, you know, this just seems to be a never ending topic. And um, so I think we should unpack this today. And I'll go first. I'll just simply open up with a statement that a degree can either help you or it can hurt you. There's really no single answer for everyone. And it's all context dependent. What, what do you think about my opening statement? Yeah, I think that's a great statement. You know, I get a lot of questions from people on, you know, certs versus degrees, or do you really even need a degree? Can you just, you know, jump in uh, and do it without a degree? Um, and really, you know, what I tell people is, it depends. Um, and I know that's everybody's favorite answer that most lawyers will give you. It depends. Uh, I come right. from a family of lawyers, so I'm, I'm used to saying it depends. And really, it comes down to what job is it you're targeting? 
what sector are you in and where are you located in the world? And so I think we're going to talk a little bit about that as we go through today yeah. about where is the value in this college degree. Um, and there's different value at different levels, right? Because, you know, here in the United States, where we primarily focus is U.S. and Canada, um, really it's most people come out of high school, they get 12 years of education, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade, and then they can go off to community college, which is a two-year program, or to a university for a four-year program. And if they do the community college, they'll get an associate's degree. If they go to a, a regular four-year university, you'll get a bachelor's degree. And then you can go for another two years and get a master's degree. And then if you want to do another you know, two or three years, you can get a PhD and become a doctor. Um, and I've seen people make the mistake of over-degreeing uh, themselves. Uh, you know, I friend used to say, you know, that guy's got more degrees than a thermometer. Uh, and you don't <laughs> want that person on your team necessarily, right? And so you, depending on the job, there's places that would say, I want somebody who has a PhD. And there's other places that go, you have a PhD? Forget it. I don't need you. You're way right. more qualified for this. Yeah. And so I think we, we need to kind of break that down as we go through, uh, you know, where is it important? What type of positions are important? And where are you going to kind of hit the level where you need a degree to get to the next step? And there are places where you can get a lot of jobs without a degree and there's places you're going to kind of hit the ceiling and no one's going to let you get to the next level until you get that bachelor's degree That's or right. until you get that master's degree or mm -hmm. possibly even that phd depending on the job and so yeah. i think it's important we talk about that <laughs> yeah it is um you know a lot of people who um who are new to this whole thing have kind of bought into a dominant theme in in the united states and i'm sure that this is probably also a theme in many other countries. But in the US, there's this sort of uh, overwhelming narrative that says, if you go to college and get a bachelor's degree, um, that's a guaranteed ticket to the middle class. And I, you know, and, and maybe that, that thinking is kind of eroding a little bit, but I still, I still see people acting that out, right? They're walking yeah. out that belief, even though there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance. But I just want to say point blank that, um, that, that that's not true for cybersecurity. Like th there's no guarantee like that. It's, it's, not, um, it's not a default thing. So let me just take a step back and, and, and tell you that I believe that a college degree is just a tool in your toolbox. Some people are going to have that in their toolbox. Some people won't because here's the thing. Hiring managers want two things from people on their team, right? The first thing is they was they want you to be as useful as you can be on day one, right? Like how fast Definitely. can you start to make a difference? That's the first thing. And the second thing they want to see is that you've got passion for the job, you know, that you're engaged, that there's a high level of engagement between you and the and the work uh, that you're that you're doing. And so, if a college degree, if a university degree helps you be and do those two things, then by golly, a college degree is super helpful for you. But if you don't need a college degree to do those two things, well, then you you probably don't need one. I mean, that's my big take. We can unpack about a little bit more, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you react to that again, Jason. Yeah, so you know, I definitely agree with you, right? Uh, hiring managers, we really do want two things, right? We want you to be productive, to be a member of our team, and get things done day one. I'm hiring you because I've got a problem, and you're my solution, right? That's that's what it comes down to. And, and then second is that passion for the job because our industry is changing so fast all of the time. Um, you know, within five or 10 years, we're dealing with completely different technology than we were five or 10 years ago. I, I think back to when I ran my first company back in, you know, 99 through 2002, I had my first company uh, doing IT and websites and network installations and things like that. And I was talking uh, at my office here in Orlando, we were installing the networks yesterday and the guys were telling me about, you know, hey, we're running these things. And I'm like, yeah, you know, back, I used to do this 20 years ago. And the technology that we ran the networks with 20 years ago is not the technology we're using mm -hmm. today. Uh, we used to use things like, hey, there were cement walls and it was too hard to run the cables. So we would use, uh, you know, power over, over um, the, we would use 
network over power lines. Yeah, to yeah, go yeah. from room to room at two yep. megs per second, right? And that was fast enough back in 1999. But today, nobody would want a two meg network connection, right? <laughs> so it's things like that, that that changing. You have to adapt with it. And you know that's one of the dangers of, in my opinion, of a college degree. And one of the reasons why certifications hold so much weight in our field, because a certification is good for three years. And then you have to re-up it, whereas a yeah. degree is not. It's good forever. Um, yeah. I got my first bachelor's degree back in 2005, um, and I will tell you that things are different today in 2022 than they were in 2005. Um, I got my master's degree in IT and cybersecurity in 2011. And again, it's been 11 years, and no one has come back and said, you need to re-up your master's degree. It's no longer valid, right? It's Once you get it, you're valid. You're good. Right. Um, right. And, and, and so you know that that refresh cycle is important. And so when it comes to this degree, right? Really what I find the value of the degree is what mm -hmm. you were exposed to during your degree program. It's what you learned while you were getting that degree. The paper itself to say, I have the degree is not nearly as important. Um, yeah. That said, some hiring managers really like seeing you have that degree because it tells them what? You can stick with it for four years, right? Mm -hmm. It's something hard, mm -hmm. it's long, and you could finish what you start. And really right. that's more to the value of the degree than what you yeah. learned because what you learned in five years is going to be obsolete anyway. Yeah, and and I think, uh, I think, I, you know, I place, I give credit. How about that? I will give credit where credit is due when somebody finishes a bachelor's degree or a master's degree because they are finishing something tough that they've started, right? No, like college is not compulsory. So, you know, the fact that you have a college degree tells me you opted in and, and you did it and you saw it to the end. So credit where credit is due. And I agree with you that it's not so much what you learn in, in college in terms of like, uh, um, subject matter so for example when you know you, you talk about old stuff right i, I learned cobol <laughs> me too college, right? <laughs> uh and these days actually if i wanted to become a cobol programmer again uh, i could actually make a lot of money because they are in super super short supply i don't want to do that but um but you know what i learned in college that has been invaluable to me there's one thing and that is i've learned how to learn and I believe that ties right back to your point. Things change so much, so often. If you are in cybersecurity and you don't like learning new things, you are in big trouble. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I think this really goes back to, you know, what is a degree going to do? Um, it really can help you understand what you need to learn and expose you to a wide variety of things. Um, I look at people who go get their computer science degree as an example, right? Um, and they want to go become a coder. Great. My my son, he actually is, he's in high school right now and he's going to be graduating this year and he wants to go off and become a computer science major and he wants to be a, a programmer. I'm like, that's great. But just realize that whatever you learn in school is probably not what you're going to be doing when you get hired because you're going to be learning C++. You're going to be learning Java. But you know what? Most people, that's not what they need you to code right now. They need you to do web apps. And so they want you to know Node.js or React or Next. And most things are done in in some form of JavaScript these days yeah. because JavaScript has become so popular as a web application framework. And really what you're learning in your four-year degree is how to think and how to code, but not necessarily the syntax for that particular language because That's right. I've looked at a lot of college curriculums and most of them aren't covering React and Node and, and Next or any of the, the web-based app frameworks that we use. They might give you yeah. a little HTML and CSS, but then they really focus on like object-oriented programming, which is not what most people are using these days. Yeah. Uh, and when I went into the Air Force, when I went into the Air Force, the fact that I learned COBOL, even though COBOL back then was like common, yeah. uh, it didn't matter because when I would went and joined the Air Force, they said, COBOL, no, 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 no. You're going to learn ADA because ADA is the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, I programmed 15 languages. ADA is not one of them. So, <laughs> my Lord. And so I went to Offutt Air Force Base for four weeks on a TDY 
to learn how to code in Ada, which I went back to my unit and promptly never used. <laughs> so, anyway, it's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, Uncle Sam is uh, is fickle sometimes. But um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, let, let's talk about a few use cases where a degree might be helpful. I mean, because we've sort of said, you know, it's a tool. Okay, so when should you use the tool? I think, you know, and um, and so we did say one thing, which is if it helps you be useful on day one, if it helps you be to demonstrate high engagement on the job. And if you need a degree to do that, if you feel like that's kind of who you are, whatever, that's a great use case. And there's another use case, uh, which is if you want to be a vice president, um, uh, like a senior decision maker, right? Because I know in the banking industry, um, they give out the vice president title uh, pretty easily, right? So, but I'm talking about, you know, somebody with senior decision making uh, authority, or if you want to be a chief information security officer or something like that, um, you're going to need a master's degree, generally speaking, right? And by the way, if you're going to do this in a mainstream company, which is to say a non-technical company, then your master's degree should probably not be in a technical field. What I know is that you're going to want to get like more of a business degree or an MBA or something like that. And, um, and I think that's where a college degree is really going to make a difference in your career. Um, and if you're in a tech company, then yeah, maybe, you know, a master's degree in computer science, computer engineering, something like that. But notice how I didn't say cybersecurity as a degree area focus, right, Jason? Yes. And, and you know, this is one of the areas that I get a little frustrated with, I, I guess, probably the best way to put it. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, I guess open kimono uh, backstory here is I've been a college professor. Uh, I've done it at the uh, at the uh, associate level at the community college. I've done it at the bachelor's level and I've done it at the master's level. Um, and I've taught for different programs, whether they were computer science, information technology, or cybersecurity. The master's program I taught in, I was in the uh, cybersecurity area uh, underneath the College of Engineering uh, and Computer Sciences. And it was a, a master's of computer science degree. And one of the things that I found just ultimately frustrating for me was I was dealing with a lot of people who come in and they're thinking, I'm going to get this master's in cybersecurity and I'm going to be able to walk into a job making $100,000 a year. And routinely, I was seeing people, they would graduate. They've just done this two-year master's program. They spent you know, $30,000, $40,000 on tuition and nobody wants to hire them. And it's like, well, why? I have my master's degree. Why don't they want to hire me? Well, because a lot of the students were coming in for that master's program straight out of college, which was straight out of high school. And so they're now 22, 23, 24 years old. They've got a bachelor's and a master's in IT and cybersecurity, um, and nobody wants to hire them. Why? Because they're missing that key component, which is experience. And, and this is right. why a lot of times I tell students that, you know, if you're going to go get your bachelor's degree out of high school, that's fine. But I wouldn't go to the master's if your goal was cybersecurity. I think getting to the bachelor's level, getting into a position, start working, and there's plenty of programs that you can do a two-year master's degree in your nights and weekends um, and get that later on. But the problem is if you have a master's degree and zero experience, what a lot of employers and hiring managers are seeing is this person is going to cost me a lot and they don't bring me enough value because they don't have the experience yet. And right. so that becomes a blocker where you almost overqualify yourself for the positions you need to be in. Whereas if you have that bachelor's degree, I think that's the right level uh, if you're trying to make an entrance, um, especially in the government world. Uh, you know, I come, I, we've talked about this before, I come from the government DOD background. Mm -hmm. The government has a lot of programs for if you have a bachelor's degree, you can get hired into a government job in cybersecurity as a GS9 or a GS11 coming out of your bachelor's degree as part of their internship programs. Um, and being able to do that, that becomes your ticket into one of those programs to then get the experience. And they'll hire you without experience if you have a degree. But again, there's a lot less opportunity if you have a master's to do those things because you're now kind of yeah. overqualified for that internship program. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many how many people 
have gone off to get a master's in cybersecurity because you know they were they were changing careers. Maybe they were in IT and now they want to be in cybersecurity. They already had a bachelor's degree and they just sort of knee-jerk reaction had this thought, oh, I'll just go get a master's degree and, and then all of a sudden I'll get, I'll get hired. And that hardly ever works, at least in the private sector, that hardly ever works. And I've seen some very mopey people <laughs> <laughs> who can't understand why they can't get into cybersecurity. And I explained to them, you know, hey, you, you need to be able to get, have some hands-on capabilities. And, you know, so that's like the last thing they want to hear, which is unfortunate because it's the truth. And, um, and, and they're just kind of demoralized because they just spent a ton of time and money going to school. They have to work again. You know, they don't have time to go take a $15 an hour help desk job, you know, to build back up into cybersecurity, which you and I both know that's not what they have to do either. But yeah. these are just some of the common thoughts that people have, um, you know, when they find themselves in, in situations. So, but um, okay, now that's kind of, we've talked a little bit about college degrees in general. We've talked about how it's a, a tool in your kit and when you might use it and which one you might get. Now, we also need to talk a little bit about how uh, hiring managers uh, see college uh, degrees, right? Now, some companies really emphasize college degrees. If you go work for consulting organizations um, and, 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 and other industries where college degrees are highly valued because they really help with um, you know, marketing and, and portraying their workforce as being highly educated, well, then they're still going to require a degree. Now, there's other companies like Google who are de-emphasizing college degrees um, for various reasons, whether it's because of diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, um, or because they've just come to the, their own conclusion that there's lots of talented people out there who don't have college degrees, and we want to tap into that. So we're going to make it a little bit more competitive for them. But what I'm seeing is, uh, is that so many people have college degrees that even when a company doesn't require them, it kind of ends up being a screening a tool for hiring managers anyway, because um, it's just it's just an easy thing for you to use to say, oh, you know, Kip's got a college degree, Jason doesn't. I can only hire one person, all other things being equal. I'm going to hire the guy with the college degree, yeah. uh, whatever. So, um, so, yeah, so it's it's still kind of a frustrating situation for folks who don't have a college degree. They hear that things are loosening up for them. But in practice, that's just not always true. What are you seeing, Jason? Yeah, I've seen the same thing. Um, and, you know, I'd like to talk about it just from the other side of how, you know, if you find yourself in that position where you're you're struggling because you don't have a college degree, how do you go out about getting a college degree without going, you know, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 in debt to go get a four-year degree? Because you don't need to do that, right? Um, you know, so first, let me bring up the point. You mentioned that a lot of companies are de-emphasizing college degrees. Google's a great example of this. But if you look around the world, um, in the U.S., uh, we are kind of at the forefront of, of of looking at people without college degrees and hiring them. Um, the only people who are higher than us on that list is Europe. I saw a recent study, Europe, especially in the German economy uh, in the in states that are influenced by Germany, mm -hmm. they have a very high uh, proportion of internships. And so they look at internships and certifications over degrees uh, at, at around 70 to 75 percent of their employers are saying we don't require a degree anymore. In the U.S., it's somewhere around 55 to 60 percent. So it's kind of, you know, it's flip a coin and the guy may want, you know, they, they, the company may want one or they may not. Uh, if you start going into some places like Asia or Africa, 
uh, it is almost like 80 to 90% of the companies want degrees. It's super, super high. And so in those areas, it's 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 becoming a requirement. You must have it to, to kind of get into those positions. So I think it's important to think about those things. And as you said, the, the company you're applying for is going to make a difference there. If you're applying for Kip's company or my company, we probably don't care as much if you have a bachelor's or a master's degree. We care that you can do the work, but we're also right. small businesses. And so we, we, we care much more about that. Whereas if you're going to go work for, I don't know, a big consulting arm like Deloitte or Ernest & Young or something like like that, they may want to see that you have a bachelor's or a master's because they're going to be billing you at $300, $500 an hour as a consultant. And because of that, they want to make sure that um, that their customers see the value in that because you're bringing all this educational experience, right? Even if that degree really meant nothing, it, you know, it, <laughs> it, the fact you have it is it allows them to charge more. Um, the other place I see this is in the DOD contracting world. So in the DOD contracting world, the way the contracts are written with the government, it's either experience or degree. And the degree can count as years of experience. So if you have zero experience, but you have a bachelor's degree, you are, according to the, the Department of Defense, you are considered to have four years of experience because of that bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. Now, if I have four years of experience and zero degree, and you have a degree and zero experience, we are now considered equivalent uh, in, in, in pay bands and hiring uh, perspective. Yeah. You have a master's degree, they give you two years of experience for that. A PhD, they give you eight years uh, total of experience because four plus two plus two. Um, so, so that is one way to gain experience is by, you know, if you're going for a DOD contract by getting degrees. But again, it's kind of an expensive way to, of going about it. Yeah. So, you know, going back around to what I was saying is, you know, how can you go and get these degrees uh, without killing yourself on cost? Um, there's a lot of great schools out there that focus on low cost and um, high, high turnover, I guess, high graduation rates. Mm. Um, and pushing through a lot of students. And I will tell you, in the cybersecurity world um, and in the IT world, I don't see a lot of companies who say, I must see a degree from X college, right? In the MBA right. world, that kind of carries some weight. Like I went to Dartmouth, I went to UCLA, I went to, I don't know, uh, Rutgers, Harvard. whatever. Uh, Harvard, right? Harvard Business School, right? That's going to carry some weight versus, hey, I went to Florida Atlantic University. Nothing wrong with Florida Atlantic University. It's a great little school down in Boca Raton, Florida, um, but they're not Harvard, right? And so that right. doesn't carry that weight. But I will tell you that most companies don't really care where your degree is from when you're dealing mm -hmm. in the IT or cybersecurity world. It's more that you have it. Um, and so because of that, don't go spending $60,000 to go to, um, I don't know, Boston University or Boston College, right? right? You can go to your local university system. Uh, conversely, a lot of states, including I'm, I'm sitting in Florida right now, Florida has a university system, which are four-year degrees. They also had a community college system. And over the last five to 10 years, they've taken all their community colleges and they've allowed them to start giving four-year degrees too. So you can actually get, yep. And that's a great, very inexpensive way to do it because you can go to yep. a community college for about $100 an hour for a credit. Um, and you need 120 credits to graduate and get a bachelor's degree. So, you know, $100 an hour times 120 credits is $12,000. You can have a four-year degree. As opposed to going to the university level, like when I was up in Maryland, University of Maryland was $500 a credit hour. So it's five times the cost to be able to say, I went to this school versus that school. You're going to learn the exact same thing. I've taught at both the community college and, and, and the bachelor's level and the master's level at various schools at various prestige levels. And I will tell you, we taught the same curriculum in all three places. Yeah, so it, it really doesn't make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> and you said the P word, which I was going to try to make sure we said was just prestige, right? So it it really is a lot about status. And I, I do want to uh, say something, uh, tack on to what you said about college, uh, community colleges uh, giving bachelor's degree. So we've got a community college very close to my home. I actually went there because I, I, uh, my first two years in college were at, were, were at a community college. And, um, and so recently I went back there to serve on an advisory board for a cybersecurity degree that they were creating. 
And, um, and I loved what they came up with, not just because I was part of the process, but um, when, when you go through their degree program, not only do you get a, a bona fide four-year college degree, but the way they structured it, uh, you actually get uh, several key certifications upon yep. graduation, right? Uh, because they've aligned their curriculum with with uh, A plus and Security plus and CCNA, um, and uh, uh, all their core classes have hands on requirements. So you have to get hands on with a router, hands on with a firewall, hands on with Active Directory. And so graduates of that program are ready to go. They can say they have a degree, they have certifications, and they have hands on experience. Um, and so, boy, you know, that's what I would encourage people to look for. If you believe you need a college degree in your toolbox, that would be the kind of one that that I myself would go and and find and and get. And uh, and I would not want to pay a million bucks for it either. And the other thing is, you know, depending on the state, a lot of states are allowing uh, people to go to community college for free in their state. Um, so I know, for instance, Tennessee has a free community college program. So you can go get a four-year degree and it costs you nothing because you're a Tennessee state resident um, and they have great programs. And as Kip said, you know, a lot of these programs, they build them based on an advisory panel. So yeah. um, I was working with um, Anne Arundel Community College when they built out their program back in 2012, 2013, 2014 time period. Um, and we still use the same program today. And as part of that, they actually got not just the professors like me, but they also got local companies in that area. So they said, hey, local companies, what skills do you need? When you're hiring somebody as a cybersecurity analyst, what do you need? And they said, well, we really need somebody who has security plus. We really need somebody who has CCNA, who understands logs, how routers work, how switches work. And they kind of told us all the things they wanted in a person. And we built our program around those things. So now that company knows when you come with that, you know, four-year degree from this college or, or two-year yep. degree from that college or university, um, it was, they know that basically they got two years of training of what they needed. And it's yep. very little for them to get you into being what we say before, being productive on day one when I hire you, right? right? Because we already built those skills in the program in a very hands-on way. And so yeah. I see a lot of those programs are just very, very beneficial for, for um, people trying to break into cybersecurity as well, because it can be that on-ramp directly into a partnership because a lot of these companies in your local area work with the community colleges. They don't necessarily work with the universities because the universities are too big. They've got 30,000 students. They don't have the time for that, but the community colleges do. And so you'll see yeah. a very, very tailored program there. Community colleges are very scrappy and um, and and very real world. Universities tend to be a, a bit more in the theoretical domain and um, and don't like other people telling them what to do. So <laughs> yep. we know better. We're the university. <laughs> hey, listen. As we wrap up this episode, I want to give you one one real practical piece of advice here. Hopefully, you've heard something really practical already. But in case you haven't, here's a super practical piece of advice. If you still don't know if you should get a college degree or which one, or if the one you have is gonna be any good for, for, for what you want, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull job descriptions. I want you to, to sit down and say to yourself, okay, I want this job, and I want you to be clear on what the job title is, and then I want you to get really clear on the industry that you wanna work in and the size of company that you wanna work for. Now, if you can get those three things figured out, then you can start pulling job descriptions and comparing them. And I think after you pull six job descriptions for the job you want in the industry you want, for the size of company you want, it'll become very obvious very quickly what it is you need to do, right? So that's that's private sector. Jason's shaking his head. Jason, what if somebody wants to work in, in like DOD, whether it's uh, like for a defense contractor or if they want to actually go on Uncle Sam's payroll, is there some equivalent thing they should do? 
Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to Uncle Sam's payroll, uh, your best source for that is always going to be usajobs.com. So if you go to USA Jobs, it is the clearinghouse for all government jobs. And when I say being on Uncle Sam's payroll, I mean you are a W-2 employee working for the U.S. government. You are a a government civilian uh, working either in- Paid by the U.S. Treasury. Yes, you're you're getting paid and you're working for either like U.S. Treasury, IRS, Social Security, FBI, CIA, NSA, the DOD, whatever. You're working for somebody in in the greater uh, government. And for them, uh, all those jobs are put into USA Jobs. So if you're thinking, hey, you know, I'd like to go work for Customs and Border Patrol because I live down in Texas and they've got a lot of, you know, drones flying overhead that need to communicate back and maybe I could be that guy. Um, you know, you can find that at usajobs.gov, uh, USAjobs.gov, excuse me, .gov, G-O-V. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely check that out. And just like Kip said, if you're looking at a, a position, uh, for instance, an IT specialist is a 2210, so they call those, that's the 2210 series. It'll tell you like for this position, you must have eight years of experience and a bachelor's degree. So what that means is you need eight years of experience plus a bachelor's degree, or you need 12 years of experience and no bachelor's degree. They won't tell you that, but that is one of the things, right? And some hiring managers will only hire people who have a degree if they put that in the job description, but a lot of them will say, you know, Oracle and experience. And, and so that's one of the things you can look at. Um, the other thing is if you're looking for uh, government contractors, um, you know, if you look at any of the, the common government contractors, Lockheed Martin, General Dynamics, Harris, um, you know, there's a million of them out there. But any of them, when you start looking at theirs, they're going to do very similar where they're going to say, you know, must have degree or X number of years of experience, because for the most part, they are very transferable. And what that allows them to do is find a wider pool of candidates to fill those positions, but also it helps them establish what your pay band is. And this is one of the things that we haven't really talked about in this episode yet, but a degree can change your pay band. Uh, especially in the DOD. Uh, DOD contractors are very big on that, where it's like, hey, I can pay you $80,000 a year, but if you have a bachelor's degree, I can pay you 100. If you have a master's, I can pay you 120. And the reason for that is their contract with Uncle Sam says, if I get somebody who's in a level one, two, or three based on their education, I can pay them level one, two, or three rates. And so that will will account. Uh, I don't know if that holds as true in the, in the uh, private sector, Kip. Not so much, uh, oh. although it, it can happen. It can happen. I think it really just depends on where the... Um, where the, where the organization is in uh, industry-wise, and then also who's setting the hiring policies. Uh, I have encountered it. It's just not very common. Yeah. Um, and, and so that that's another thing to consider, right? Depending on, again, are you looking to be on the Uncle Sam side or are you looking at being general private right. sector side? Uh, and, and that, you know, where, you know, if you look at, think about it that way, though, if I'm going to make an extra ten or $20,000 a year by having a bachelor's degree working for a defense contractor, well, heck, it makes sense for me to go get that, that four-year degree uh, because it cost me twelve to fourteen thousand dollars to get it, and I'm getting ten thousand dollars a year. I'm getting instant payback, right? Uh, yeah. Especially if you do it on the cheap by going to a community college. So it, those are the kind of things you should be thinking about as you're looking at that. But again, look at those job descriptions. It'll tell you uh, what is required or not. And then the other thing that I just want to point out is if you have experience but you don't have a degree, that's okay. You could still apply because I will tell you as a hiring manager, I will take the guy without a degree who has experience over a guy who has a degree with no experience. Um, because the guy with experience, a uh, guy or gal, is going to have a lot more to offer me yep. uh, in terms of real world, they can actually do the job. Yeah, uh, right. And that's what it kind of, we said that we want to see in the beginning, right? Is so we want to see people as useful as possible on day one. Okay, so Jason, we're about out of time. You want to uh, wrap up the episode for us? Yeah, I just want to thank everybody again for joining us for another episode of Your Cyber Path. Uh, I'd like to remind you to go to yourcyberpath.com slash 75 if you'd like to get any of the episode notes or links that we have talked about in this particular uh, session. And if you go to yourcyberpath.com on the homepage, you can sign up for Kip's mentor notes. I highly recommend you do that. Uh, He sends those out every other week and it's got lots of great information 
that will help you in your career search and help you as you're doing your interviewing and your resumes and all sorts of other stuff. And just to keep you up to date with what's going on in the industry. So uh, it's totally free, no cost. Highly recommend you sign up uh, at yourcyberpath.com. And until next time, we will see you in two weeks. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Your Cyber Path. Don't miss an episode. Press the subscribe button now. If you would like to learn more about how to get your dream cybersecurity job, then be sure to visit yourcyberpath.com, where you can access the show notes, search the archive of our top tips and tricks, and discover some fantastic bonus content.